Welcome to the debut episode of High Tea with Old Waver. My name is Dave Lane, also known as Old Waver. With me on the podcast, Toby Pipes, also known as High Tea. We're brand new to the Blowout Podcast Network, and we'll be talking to you about music and beer and whatever else comes up in between. I'm guessing you're probably a sports fan or a music fan, otherwise you probably wouldn't have found us. And if you are, you probably want to know about SeatGeek. Want to make sure that you're in on this because it's the best place to find the best seats that fit your budget. Now, when you have the SeatGeek app, it does all the price comparison for you. It searches multiple ticket sites to make sure you get the best possible deal. It does all the work. You just save time and money. So how you get the most bang for your buck is because SeatGeek gives every ticket a grade based on value. So you can immediately see what's an underpriced seat. What's the best deal in the section that fits your budget? Best of all, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. Here's how you do that. To get your $20 rebate on whatever ticket you want, whether it's LCD Sound System, Wilco, Ryan Adams, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Stars, Dallas Mavericks, download the SeatGeek app. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. For the purposes of this show, your promo code is OLDWAVER, O-L-D-W-A-V-E-R. Enter that, purchase your tickets, SeatGeek will send you $20. Really easy, really convenient, and seriously, the best way to find the best seats for whatever show, whatever game, whatever event you want to go to. So download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code OLDWAVER today. Thanks for listening to that spiel. Stay tuned for the first ever High Tea with Old Waver. Every now and then I keep looking back towards you, and so my voice is going out a bit, but still. It's Um, it's fine. I like to make eye contact with you every once in a while. Yeah. Got much 
Welcome. You have somehow landed on episode one. Season one? I don't know. <laughs> First episode. It's a high tea with Old Waver. I am Old Waver, also known as Dave Lane, Gen X Davey from The Ticket. And with me is Toby Pipes. Hello, Dave. Do you care to give your resume? Not really, but okay. I am excited about, okay. the, about the pilot episode. Yes, so Toby, uh, he did appear on the ticket back in the day as part of the B team on Saturdays before the orphanage was a thing. Uh, you've also sat in with the musers many times. Mm-hmm. Way, you, way, you, way. You, have, you have such ticket pedigree that people need to really take you seriously. But you also have extreme... Uh, music chops you are uh you're totally profesh as a matter of fact we're in your home studio right now yeah that's why it sounds so amazing yeah it's it's probably the best produced podcast that you'll ever hear except for the lovely buzz from the computer but that's all right don't worry about it we'll be okay yeah so uh you're listening to high tea with old waiver um it's a uh fledgling podcast this is the first episode it might be the only episode but we are new to the Blowout Podcast Network. Shout out to Mike Saroy and Machine and Jake and TC for allowing us to post this uh, on their platform. They're doing great things. Great things, those young men, those entrepreneurs. And so we're glad that you stumbled upon this. And let's kind of get people up to speed on, on our, our idea, at least initially, of what this will be. It could change. Who knows? Yeah, how are you going to... How, how do you want to explain this? Well, uh, we like, you and I, and all of our friends, we like sitting around and drinking beer mm-hmm. and talking about music. And so that's kind of what this is going to be. It's kind of a song swap where uh, we're, we're drinking beer and we're going to play songs for each other that uh, the other is not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to uh, discuss, and whatever other conversation comes out of that, you know, it's a podcast. Yeah. I mean, you, it's sort of like... No one cares. I think we talked about it last night like this, that it's sort of like if there was a long road trip, we're in the back of the car, in the back seat, and someone's driving, and we're picking tunes and annoying everyone with our chat in between. Right, so we have the, the long lightning cord plugged into mm-hmm. the USB in the dash. Yeah, and, and not and, worried and we're, about open container law. Right, and so we're drinking in the back seat and we're DJing and playing stuff that maybe you like, maybe you hate, but it's interesting. Right. And at the same time, we are drinking. And, and uh, I thought that, I mean, maybe we will continue to do this, but I thought it'd be interesting also, you know, you're down here in College Station where we're recording this. Yeah. I'm I'm still in Dallas, um, where uh, Rager Dykes grew up, <laughs> and and uh, so I thought I would bring a beer from the North Texas area for us to drink, and then you would bring a beer from the College Station Houston area. Right. And so first thing we're drinking is what I brought. I actually bought a uh, a growler of this stuff because I d- haven't seen it yet on the shelf, but it so, looks like they put it in cans. So the bottle is called a growler. That's what that when yeah. people fill them up at the place at the growler station, the growler filling station. Is it? Is that what it's called for I real? G- I guess I think. Huh. But yeah. So what I have is from uh, Three Nations Brewing, out of uh, Farmers Branch. 
It's Mango Smash IPA. Did you buy the growler at the venue? Yeah, it's uh, Bluff Bluffview Growler. Fine, fine establishment. A um, offshoot of Lakewood Growler. But they have all different types of beer. Yeah, it's not just Bluffview beer. No, it's like seventy different taps or something, and okay. so you can drink it there. You can take it home, and so I brought this Mango Smash down to College Station. What do you think? It's delicious. And you I, know, I, you I, know, I'm normally not into this, you know, craft beers thing. Yeah, you're you're more of a wine snob. Not really. Or just, or or you like your vodka. Yeah, and I and I do like the beer, but you know, sometimes when they get a little too IPA, you know, ski vacation beer, it's, it's a little yeah. Over this the top. one is not super skunky, right? And you know, the the citrus part of it is not overpowering either. I think it's very nicely balanced between the two. Yeah, when you told me that mango was in in the title, I was a little... Like you think you put, in, put a slice of mango on the <laughs> rim of the glass? Yeah, I was a little worried. No, yeah, it's not overpowering in any such uh, way. And, and it's also 6.9 ABV, so... Jeez. By the end of the show, we might be a little trashed. And then we'll, uh, we'll talk about the beer you brought later. Right. Um, you know, once we finish these, we'll switch it up. Yeah. Bro. Oh, one quick story. Uh-huh. So last night we, after we had dinner, we went by the, the local liquor store to get your beer <laughs> and also some, <laughs> uh, some vodka and some ginger beer to, to make some mules right. uh, last night as we were discussing how we were going to go about doing this podcast, something that we've been kicking around for a few months and we're finally actually doing it today yeah and so we're in line and there's a, a dude in front of us checking out and as we're standing in line uh the uh 90s smash hit by natalie imbruglia torn comes on the the overhead speakers Classic. and you and i just um kind of forgot where we were i guess we lost all inhibitions and we both started Kind of swaying and and uh, grooving. How can you not singing along with Natalie? Oh. Still looks good, by the way. We looked her up on on the Google. Yeah, still looks good. The song was in my head this morning, right when I woke up. No longer married to the silver chair guy, so we have a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the guy in line turns around and is like, "Yeah, yeah, get it." Yeah, and he was real country. He was so him. country. I don't know that he had any idea who Natalie and Bruglia was. I'm sure not. Well, no, he said it first. Did he? Yeah. That was yeah good was, on him. Yeah, it was surprising. So then we see him again in the parking lot after we check out, and he comes over, and I have a six-pack of ginger beer, and he just takes one off. He just grabs the corner one and <laughs> pinches it off the six-pack, and he's like, what you got here? And I said, it's ginger beer. And he's like, beer, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, it doesn't have any alcohol in it. It's a mixer. And he's like, oh, and he went to go give it back to me. And I was like, yeah, you, you mix it with vodka. And he's like, well, I got uh, vodka right here. Right here in this paper bag. Half and half? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he, he stole one of our ginger beers. But yeah. I, I hope I hope we opened up a... a you know, a, a new avenue of enjoying his vodka. Yeah, for his whole... Because who knows how he was going to... Was, he was just going to pour it in a Slurpee or something. Yeah, but he might have gone home and maybe it was a hit. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, yeah, God bless the people of College Station. 
mm-hmm. and uh, God be- bless the people of uh, Three Nations Brewery. They're not a sponsor, so don't think they're sponsoring it. But if you'd like to sponsor this, you know, money talks. We'll, we'll take whatever. Okay, Three Nations. So that's the who makes this beer. Yes. But the other place, they don't make beer. Bluff View. Bluff View Growler. No, they they just serve the beer. Okay. It's not really a difficult. Concept. I don't know why it's. It, I know. Okay, so the other part of this, in addition to drinking, is listening to tunes. And so I brought three tunes, you brought three tunes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, usually, it's like a six-pack, bro. Yeah, and if we're, if we're going to get down to what's going to happen with the songs, you are usually more up-to-date on tunes. Yeah, I try, I. I try to stay current. I gave up a long time ago. Yeah. But, so you will have tunes that are more current. Yes, and I will have tunes that might have, along the way, they're not necessarily current, but they got lost somehow. And maybe, maybe, maybe a little more esoteric, a little niche Yeah, and maybe they deserve a, you know, a listen. And surprisingly, well, no, not surprisingly, I, you told me the names of the tunes and the artists, and I'm clueless. Yeah, which is great. That makes it better, right? Yeah, so uh, it'll be an adventure in listening for myself and whomever is tuning in wow is that what we should that should be our tagline no i think that's already used by somebody an adventure in listening yeah i don't know who but somebody uses it google it all right so the first thing we're gonna play um nine inch nails just released an ep it's their second ep in the last year year and a half or something did you pick this because you sort of look like Trent Reznor a little bit? that's what people say i'm like a i'm like a chubby Trent Reznor. I'm just saying you look like him a little bit. I'll take it. I probably... It's not a bad... That's a good thing. I need to get in the gym so I look like a Trent Reznor Trent Reznor, not a chubby Trent Reznor. He does look pretty in shape. He definitely works out. He's holding it together. Yeah. How old is he? He's... Gosh, is he 50 now? Gotta be, at least He's close. Yeah. If he's not already 50, he's close. Yeah. But yeah, he looks great and... He kind of um, have has put together a a throwback of sorts to kind of the early Nine Inch Nails sound. The last uh, EP, um, can't remember the name of it right now, but it was a, a little more in the uh, kind of ambient soundscape realm. This mm-hmm. is definitely more in the uh, techno uh, synth pop realm that uh, we first came to know Nine Inch Nails in. And so this is the the lead single off of uh, the most recent EP. It's called Less Than. Yeah. 
right that is kind of a throwback isn't it yeah i mean it's got the industrial edge but it's also got all of those vintage keyboard sounds that you know that pretty hate machine stays with me yeah i mean dude it's definitely goes back to that doesn't it yeah what's your what's your overall opinion of nine inch nails and trent reznor i like nine inch nails they the first time i saw when was the first time you did? How many times have you seen them? I don't know that I've ever seen them live. Man, we when the Peter Murphy solo record came out. When when did 89, you think that? What, 89, 88. Deep? Yeah, well, when did 88? I think. Whenever it was, Nine Inch Nails opened up. Oh, really? And he was really young, and it was on campus at U of H, somewhere like in a music hall or something. It was really small, but we snuck in during soundcheck and just sat in the seats and watched Nine Inch Nails hold soundcheck until someone finally came over and said, hey, what are you guys, what are y'all doing? And so we were like, nothing. We thought we just came in the side door and sat down. They were like, you can't be in here. And so we took off, and but we had tickets to the show and they were, it was amazing. So I've, I've always liked them. I just didn't, later on when it all got really, he kind of went, he sort of, followed ministry in a way of doing lots of heroin and getting weird <laughs> no no like it he just kept getting heavier and heavier yeah you know to where it just everything was so distorted not but this is you know it's kind of a throwback did you watch the defiant ones on hbo um you know that it, it's one of the i want to see it but i'm afraid it might hit a little too close <laughs> Yeah, seeing I as it's the exact around that time, you know, that was the label we got signed to. TVT? No, Interscope. Oh, Interscope. And with Jimmy Iovine, and around that time, so we got signed. The Toadies got signed. Brutal Juice. Everyone. Who's we? 
for the people listening. Oh, Deep Blue Something. Yeah. And so, you know, there's really good memories from around that time. Also, a lot of not so good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, the it's uh, gosh, it's a five parter, I think. Uh huh. It's I've heard it's amazing. Like it's definitely worth. It's really well done, and if you're not familiar, it uh, kind of is parallel storytelling. It tells the story of uh, Jimmy I- uh, Iovine, mm-hmm. who uh, founded Interscope, and before that was a, a producer and a label guy with a amazing resume, mm-hmm. and also Dr. Dre, who uh, you know obviously came up with NWA and then made some of the greatest hip hop records of the the '90s on his own with Eminem. And then finally, he and Jimmy end up together with the uh, the Beats phenomenon. Right. And right. then uh, Beats gets obviously bought by Apple and turns Nine, them both into multi-billionaires. Nine Inch Nails was before that, though, right? Right. But the way that Nine Inch Nails weaves into that story is that um, when Nine Inch Nails was on TVT, they had some crazy like seven or eight album deal and uh they were they hated tvt they thought that they didn't know what they were doing and they weren't promoting their records at all Mm -hmm. and uh and jimmy iovine just thought trent reznor was uh like a a generational frontman and really wanted to sign him away from tvt so he made it his mission for like a year to get them away from TVT, and then he finally did. So that's when Nine Inch Nails moved to Interscope, and then obviously down the road, mm-hmm. uh, Trent Reznor becomes uh, part of you know the Beats and Apple family. So he's like some kind of creative. Oh, I didn't know he's, he was part of the Beats thing. Yeah, he's some kind of creative director with Apple now. So he's loaded. Super loaded. Does he still live in New Orleans in the basement of that? Didn't he live in a morgue or something? I have no idea. Oh, maybe that's not true. That's what I heard, is that he bought a morgue or something in New Orleans and lived in the basement and had a studio there forever. Would you? Would I? Live in a morgue? Oh, I thought you meant, well, would I, me and Trent? No, yes, that. Well, I certainly would. Because uh, it, well, be, yeah. it would be like making love to my yeah. more handsome twin. That's, yeah, wow. But would you live in a morgue? Like even even if if it was like totally redone, yeah, it was uh, just wonderful, beautiful finishes everywhere. It looked like a house, but you knew it used to be a morgue. Yeah, I would do that. See, I don't know if I could. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts or the afterlife, but it would just creep me out. Yeah, but it might be cool. It depends on what it would look like, or would it wouldn't matter what it looks like to you. It'd just be too creepy no matter what yeah i just i i i would feel like uh, even at the the most base level like not that i was going to be possessed or murdered but that there would be spirits watching me masturbate you know or it's just it's it would be an invasion of my privacy i knew we'd get here it's a podcast we can say whatever we want um, N- neither of us have cussed yet. We can cuss, you know. Yeah, but do you do you want to? No, I'm not. I'm, oh. We don't have to force it. Okay, it'll don't, come don't, naturally. Don't force anything. Don't force. 
Yeah. I mean, it, I know it's going to, I know a lot of it is going to hit too close to home for you being a, a music industry veteran of that era mm-hmm. of just the, the end of the labels as we know it and the beginning of Oh, do they digital, get to that? Yeah. They get really into that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they talk about just the the sea change of of the industry and how everyone was just rolling in money to everyone going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. It's a really fascinating show. We're talking about. Um, I'm resetting like we're on the fucking radio. It's, See, I cussed. It's all right. Uh, the oh, defiant, that was really natural. The defiant ones on HBO. So, um, that's the Trent Reznor story we wanted to tell you. No, that's good. Was it good? I don't know. I see. I don't know how to do a podcast. No, you. I think it's fine to reset. I forgot what we were talking about. Okay, so let me let me reset then and say. But see, it's not like somebody is just tuning in in the middle of the podcast, unless they're like walking into the room that somebody is listening to it. Yeah, but say, you know how, if they're doing something and maybe they've gone through a drive-through and they weren't listening for a while and have no idea what we we're. Okay, talking. so if you just got a. Uh, a $5 Taco Bell taco box and you weren't paying attention, you're still listening to High Tea with Old Waver. And we just listened to the new Nine Inch Nails single. It's uh, called Less Than. And uh, it's now Toby's turn. Okay. Now this one... What, are you, how much setup are you going to give or are you just going to roll this? Um. See, I kind of want you to... I want to hear at the end who you think this might be. So I don't want to set up a lot. Okay. But the name is Elliot Sumner. No idea. And I, I found out about this song from our mutual friend Tim Locke. Okay. Of Calhoun. Was searching on the GigaWeb and came across this and called me one morning and said, "Have you heard this?" And so I listened to it and I really liked it. And I want to see if you can, while you're listening, if you're gonna pick out anything in this that might go, "Oh, is this?" I hope. I hope. I hope I don't come off as too stupid that's all i hope no this will be good here it is
What do you think about that? It's it's a hot jam. I really like it. I have no idea, no frame of reference whatsoever, though. Never heard that ever. Never heard that ever. Trying to place what it sounds like. So the name, did the name give any clues? Well, I mean, is it like Bernard Sumner's kid? I mean, that's not, Bernard Sumner's not his real name. But who is super famous and their last name is Sumner? Um, no idea. You don't think, first of all, boy or girl? It's the singer? Mm-hmm. It's a guy, right? No, that's a girl. What? It's his daughter. That was the first one that is like, no one ever gets that right. But yeah, it's a girl. You should see the video. She's really cool looking. Okay. And she's playing the bass of her father. The bass of her father. Sounds incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sting's daughter. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can you hear a little of the... Like, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the, sorry. The, I keep the, every now and then I keep looking back towards you, and it, so my voice is going out a bit. But still, it's um, it's fine. I like to make eye contact with you every yeah, once in a while. His real name is Gordon Sumner. Yeah, right? okay, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, the, with the the vocal harmonies. Now that you mention it, yeah, think, yeah, and sort of the baseline stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we um, she took the bass on tour. Like it was really cool because I was telling you last night, without telling you about anything about this that we went and saw Elliot Sumner at the Foundry last year. Because I think this record came out last year. And she was amazing. But she's got to give her credit. She was in a van with a trailer. Yeah, she's she's not coattailing off her dad she's at all. She's not doing the thing of, you know, my dad's super rich. I could have a bus anytime I wanted to. Because I went back. Because he lives went, in a castle and fucks all night. He probably has many castles. Um, but pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is, I mean, that's a tight pop song. I am pleasantly surprised because I had no idea what that was going to be. Yeah, the rest of the record's good. You should check it out. Man. Okay, speaking of coattailing, did you want to talk to me about what I did this past weekend? Well, I I was just, I was wondering how I was going to get into this. And your shirt has been screaming at me. Right, yeah. we've been going, so. I know, I I have, I'm one of those dorks that buys the shirt wherever I go and then I wear it the next week. Yeah, so I want to you know, you were here last night but I've been saving this cuz I wanted to hear about it on the Mighty Podcast. Right. Um man, how was the Hall of Fame? How was Canton? First of all, what's it like? Can't well, I've never even been to Ohio, period. Never not once been to Cleveland. No, never been to Cleveland. Uh, never been to Columbus, never been to Cincinnati. So that was my first experience. Did you, where did you fly into? Um, I had to connect in Charlotte and flew into Akron. Oh, okay. Where's Canton? Canton's like 20, 30 minutes from Akron. Okay. I mean, it's a cute, um, very, uh, just kind of Midwestern town. It's got a, a quaint downtown. How many How many people would you guess? That live there? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know. A couple hundred thousand. Oh, okay. So it's not like it's... It's bigger than Denton. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a decent-sized town. And... But, I mean, the, the economy 
centers around the Hall of Fame. Why, why is the Hall of Fame there? Because that is the birthplace of the NFL. Oh. The Canton Bulldogs. Okay. And they had, I guess, their first NFL owners meeting at a car dealership in downtown Canton. Rager Dyke? No, it wasn't Rager Dykes. But yeah, so there's just so much history there. I didn't get to do the full tour of the of the actual museum, mm-hmm. but I get to see the busts, you know, the the hall where they have every busts. every class. Uh, you know, it's it, they're just kind of on um, translucent shelves and they're organized by class. So you just kind of go in chronological order and you can see them all together. And some of them are amazing likenesses and some of them are yeah really really terrible yeah but yeah it was a it was an amazing amazing experience and i felt totally uh not worthy the entire time i i I really was trying my best to not embarrass myself and to act like i knew what i was doing well i'm sure thinking of all this just because of your your grandpa's yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. So I was, some I was people can over. go to the Hall of Fame game and go to the thing, but you were you had a different, you were you know. I had a different kind of access. Hash, and hashtag blessed. Yeah, I was definitely hashtag blessed because my my girlfriend has um, deep seated connections, familial connections with the Hall of Fame, and so I was her plus one. Well, what's the schedule like? So you get there and there's something the first night. Well, we we got in a day early, so we get in Wednesday night, uh-huh. and uh, we stay at the the Holiday Inn there in Canton. That's and, that's another thing I wanted to ask you: Do they have like a ton of nice hotels? Because this happens all the time. Like they have to. No, there. I mean, there are that? there there are a number of decent hotels, but there's not a nice hotel. Uh-huh. Like we heard that uh, that Jerry Jones rented out. Uh, he built a, a hotel. No, he rented out like an estate. He's for, got. They have different Airbnb for millionaires. I guess. Yeah, I don't know Mil- what it, I don't know what it's called. I, I don't. I don't know if it's uh, vrbo.com dot, slash mega rich dot website. But yeah, he put up. I guess um, like the his non immediate family in the embassy suites. But then he and I guess. Uh, uh, Stephen and Jerry Jr. and Charlotte uh-huh. and and their kids and stuff were all in yeah. uh, in a house somewhere in Canton, but um, most of the returning Gold Jackets, you know, which is what they call the returning Hall of Famers, I think they had somewhere around eighty some that came back this year. There's huh? There's only uh, there's just over three hundred total in the Hall of Fame, right? And uh, you know many of them are are dead, and some of them are in poor health. But they had uh, at least eighty there, which is pretty incredible that they all come back. And they all stay at the Holiday Inn. Most of them do, yeah. Most That's of them so do. Awesome. And so we check into the Holiday Inn, and we go down to the hotel bar that first night, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and um, you know just there are. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson and Emmett Smith playing dominoes. The first night. The first night. And so, do you have any, like, this is the first time you met them? Yeah. 
Okay, so do you? What do you do? Because I know there's pictures of you with these people. So how did, was this um, the first night? Did you just no? Walk up the and the like, first hey, the first night was just kind of uh, you know keeping distance and trying to be cool. Okay, uh, so there's my, like a my, dinner the first night or something. No, no, it's there's nothing official the first night. But okay. my but my girlfriend, uh, you know, she obviously makes friends much easier than I do. Mm-hmm. So she she had some interaction that first night. We had a good time. But then, so the schedule the rest of the week, they, they moved the Hall of Fame game to Thursday. So that was the Cowboys um, preseason game was on uh, Thursday night. And then Friday night is the gold jacket dinner. And, okay. and then the gold jacket presentation where the, the new inductees get their jackets. And then uh, Saturday night is the actual induction ceremony where the, all the speeches happen. So it's all leading up to that, and that's when Jerry's party is. Uh, it, Jerry's party was on Friday night. Before the oh, okay. Yeah, Jerry's party was on Friday night, and then um, before he gave the speech and all the yeah, thing. yeah, Man, and then I wouldn't uh, have planned it that way. And then Saturday night, uh, there was a, you know a Morton Anderson's party. Um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Warner's party, and then uh, Ladanian Tomlinson's party is the one that we went to. And it was at the what was Kurt Warner's? I don't know. We didn't go. I don't know if they had like a, a religious service or they gave out. Oh, is communion. he super religious? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know his wife looks crazy. God, she her hair was all platinum and shaved on the sides. So good. But it was unreal. Like I, I mean, I, can, I can't even I can't even begin to uh, describe some of the just incredible jaw-dropping situations I found myself in but the the top moment I would say is going to the gold jacket dinner okay and these are I saw a lot of pictures from this so I have a few questions but go ahead yeah so the gold jacket dinner was on Friday night so all of the returning gold jackets and their family members mm-hmm. um, there's a cocktail reception it's at this fancy hotel in downtown Canton and then there's um, a kind of family style dinner. You're, it's kind of like a wedding reception. You're at these big round tables and they, you know, bring a Double bunch tree? of, di- uh, no, it was, I, some hundred year old hotel. I have no okay. idea. And so then they bring the plates out and everybody's, uh, you know, passing plates around. It's very, very casual for right what you might expect, but yeah, you're just, you're looking around and you're, you're seeing, oh my God, there's, there's Franco Harris. Oh my God, there's Dan Marino. Uh, oh my God, there's Jim Brown. And so uh, my one primary objective from that whole situation is I, I, I told my girlfriend, I'm, I am not going to have a better opportunity than now because we were sitting at the very adjacent table. I, I know s- what you're going to say. I said, I need, I need to go meet Roger Staubach. No, Roger. Roger. I mean... And I, t- I told her what my opening Man. what my opening line would be, and she said, "Okay, well, if, if I go over there with you, you have to say that." So what is it? We went over there, and I, I extended my hand, and I said, uh, "I said, uh, excuse me, Roger, but I or Mr. Staubach." You um, said Mr. Staubach. I think I, I I'm pretty sure I said Mr. Okay. Staubach. I said, um, uh, "I just want to thank you for uh, being the greatest living human." You did. Yes. He gets that every day. I know, and uh, you know he. Did he? Is he, there a you know, he smiled and you know, uh, you know, kind of shrugged it off. But then, nice to meet you. And he introduced his wife, and I introduced my girlfriend. And you know, there there was an ensuing conversation. You know, of kind of their mutual connections. 
And uh, and then at the end, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to make you stand up, but I would love to get a picture with you before we leave. And then his wife was like, well, you may never run into him again. Just do it now. And he's like, it's fine. So I I made his, he, he so stood his wife. Up. Yeah, was. Oh, and yeah. so, so she knows. Yeah. So he stood up from the table and we, we took a quick photo. And then we were talking about living in Dallas because they were like, they were like, well, where, where are you guys from? I said, we're in Dallas. And um, I said, whereabouts? And I told him, you know, it's not really Preston Hollow. It's kind of mm -hmm. West and Pre Preston he's, Hollow. He's a big real estate guy, right? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. uh, you know, oh, yeah, we're in Preston Hollow. And then his wife asked, well, what, what district? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, cool. I, I have no idea. And then and then it clicked. And she was like, District 13? And I was like, oh, because of your daughter. Yes, because Jennifer Staubach Gates is the... Dallas City Council representative oh, for District 13, which is Preston Hollow. So good. Did y'all exchange numbers? No, did not. But oh. I did promise to vote for um, Jennifer Staubach Gates into perpetuity and put yeah. lawn, put lawn signs in my yard. So you, that that was by far the highlight of of the entire time. Man, all right. So you have all the pictures from that night, and that looked you know it didn't look stuffy, but it's like you know more serious because the pictures later on it kind of looks like you're partying with people yeah uh well especially at the um at the lt party because dominoes happened again because i saw yeah dominoes dominoes happened pretty much every night wednesday night thursday night friday night and my my girlfriend was trying desperately to uh let have them let her play and i told her there's no way they're ever going to let you play did you play no oh no I don't know how to play dominoes. Sure it, made, you do. It, it made me want to learn. There was it looked like there was so much math involved. I was, no, dude. We'll the, play, the, we'll the way play the way they were playing and keeping score, I had I, I my head was swimming. I had no idea. No, we'll play tonight. It's easy. You'll love it. Okay. Yeah, so uh yeah, I mean obviously all the, the casual interactions at the hotel were great. Um So those pictures of you with dominoes. And y'all sitting so close and obviously hanging out. That was at the Holiday Inn? Yeah, that was in the Holiday Inn bar. Okay. It, it didn't look like a super nice bar. It, it was all right. Okay, so the thing is, you were asking about the <laughs> hotel situation in Canton. Uh-huh. You know, because they only have basically three, three and a half star hotels in Canton. Uh-huh. Um, what they're doing, and I don't know if you watched the game, but... Yeah. Um, between last year and this year, because so last year is the the. They didn't uh, have the game last year. Yeah, right? last year yeah. the game was canceled because they used the wrong paint on the field and right. it was all tacky and they ended up having to cancel the game. Well, since then they tore down a whole side of that stadium and rebuilt it. So mm -hmm. it's got a, a a nice new press box and uh, suites and stuff, and they're doing a phased approach of adding on to that hall of fame village like they everything's so spread out the hotel is in this place the convention centers in this place the stadiums in this place and they want to try and bring everything together so eventually i don't think it's going to be for another three or four years maybe it, uh well i think it, 2020 is when they're shooting for to have a five-star hotel and a convention center right there next to the stadium in the hall of fame village and so yeah they're just every off season or you know uh, between every hall of fame induction they just keep adding more stuff and they've done uh you know it's it's a uh it's a non-profit organization it's not 
it's not part of the NFL. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is its own separate entity. Um, and I heard the hardline talking about it, you know, that anyone can go. I mean, you you have to buy tickets to these different events and you're not necessarily going to have the rubbing elbows access that I was lucky enough to have. But yeah. there are certainly opportunities to meet guys and to get autographs. And uh, it's, well, okay. it's just a really cool experience. And so if... You know, if you're a particular fan of a of a Hall of Fame class uh, member in the future, mm-hmm. um, or it's just on your bucket list, I would totally recommend people go because it's super fun. It's super cool. Well, okay, so all of this led up to the Jerry Jones party. Uh, we didn't get into the Jerry Jones party. But you have something from it. No, I have something from the LT party. From the LT party. All right, I think we should play a tune, though. You want yeah yeah, yeah. let's play let's, a tune and then we'll we'll revisit the LT party. You have audio from something about that. Yeah, I I I um I saw a, a recording artist that I had never seen before and I actually kind of enjoyed it. But um for this particular uh part of the show, let's um go back to my list of tunes. Yeah, yeah, let's switch off. And um I wanted to play you are you a, a fan of the horrors? I like the horrors. I don't know a ton about them. Okay. Uh, they have... Um, every album, for me, has gotten consistently more up my alley. That's gross. And what I have heard so far about the, the album that they have coming out next month, it's entitled um, V, I guess, because it's their fifth album. Okay. Um, but everything I've heard so far has been tremendous. And so this is the, the first single. UK band. Yes, UK band, and this is the first single, it's entitled Machine.
Yeah. Yeah. Man, I like that. It's intense, right? It's um the singer has a really weird, really super early human league thing going on. Yeah, Ferris Badwan. That's I don't his know name? if I, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but his first name is Ferris. <laughs> What's his last name? Badwan. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he's um he's developed into a really great frontman in my opinion. Cause he's just got like the the you know almost like the Robert Smith, uh, Ian McCullough hair. Right. And, you know, he's just got exaggerated characters. He's got really like a giant hook nose and he's tall and angular. Uh-huh. And uh and I just really like his I mean, I know it's it's uh processed and layered and everything, but I just really no, like it's his cool, though. I really like his vocal tone. Yeah, it doesn't sound ridiculous. It's cool. Yeah, so you so know, have they, you seen them? Have I've never, seen... I've never seen them. Oh. I, they're on my bucket list because uh, you know I didn't, I wasn't aware of their first record, and their first record is completely different. They were kind of a, you know, very, I don't know, a loose garage kind of. Um, I don't know how even to describe it, but I've never even listened to that first record. Mm-hmm. But the second record, Primary Colors, is where. They they kind of channeled uh, my bloody Valentine. It was, yeah, it was a lot of the um, shoegaze yeah, feedback and bit, loops and stuff. Guitar bits at the end of that last one were, yeah, that's yeah, it. that's influenced for sure. Yeah, and so the, then the next two after that, um, Skying and Luminous, have been edging closer to a more uh, synth pop type um, aesthetic, mm-hmm. and I really have enjoyed what I've heard from this new one. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. <laughs> so yeah, the horrors—they're my jam, and I'm glad you—I glad—I'm glad you like them, because I never know. You know, y- you have uh, listened to so much music, and you've been in music for so long that you tend to hate music. Uh huh. And there has been many over the years that you've played me that you've hated. That I'm like. Well, I'm two for two so far. You're two for two. Um, oh, by the way, we've, uh, we've and I'm not looking for something to hate. We so. have uh, we've switched from um, the Three Nations Mango IPA, whatever the hell that was, Dallas beer to Bryan uh, College Station beer. Yeah. So what is this now? This is Blackwater Draw, where we ate last night. Oh yeah. The brewery right off campus. Yeah, and the the actual brewery, they have the they have the brewery stuff at the restaurant last night too, right? You went inside. Yeah. Yeah, but the main brewery is in Bryan, downtown Bryan. Okay. And you can go in there and, you know, there are tables and you sit, but there's not food. Okay, so. It's not like a rest. It's the actual, it's warehouse. You're just sitting in a warehouse. But it's cool. It's a cool place to hang out. It's a little warm, but. <clears throat> good burgers at the Blackwater Draw. Yeah, it's it's really good. And that's over there by the North Gate area. Right. In College Station, if you know anything about right that. Right around the corner from Dick's Chicken. It's right around the corner from it. So what, what? this is Mulligan? This is called Mulligan. I normally drink the Border Town, but the Mulligan is nice as well. Yeah, it's a, it says it's a Kolsch style. It's easy drinking. It is easy drink. See, it's back to the thing, you know. I'm, I'm trying to find... My, what I go for at the places, the craft brew places, just to find... A beer that you can actually stand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, we were we were talking about Hall of Fame before uh, yes. the, the horrors tune. So so this isn't from you have audio 
Yeah. Did you go? But you didn't go to the Jerry Jones party. No, we didn't go to the Jerry Jones party. We wanted to, but then we heard we were back at the hotel mm-hmm. in the Holiday Inn bar, and we heard from numerous people that security was incredibly tight because it was at the country club. And so whenever you were in a car, you would drive up to the gate at the country club and they would ask who was in the car and then they would let you through. And then when you got to the uh, entrance of the party, Mm -hmm. then they would ask who you were again and they would check you against the list. And if you didn't RSVP, RSVP for the party, they wouldn't let you in. And then shoot you. No, they would just send you back on your way. Oh. And so we just heard horror stories of people getting turned away. And um, my girlfriend was trying to do her best to text anyone she knew that might be able to confirm or deny whether or not we were on the list. Mm -hmm. And we never got any confirmation and we just gave up basically. Because we knew if we got out there the odds of us actually getting in were were very slim and it was getting late anyway so we would have missed the majority of the party heard it was amazing so was this the audio that you had, was this the same night no okay. so jerry's party was friday night i think jerry's party you don't want to compete with that party no and i think that that was the idea that jerry's party was on friday night and i think that was the only party that yeah. night and then all the other individual um, inductee parties were on Saturday night. So and JT was at yeah. Justin Timberlake got pay, paid four million to perform at Jerry's party. Yeah, I don't know how much this particular gentleman got paid, but oh, what you have? Oh, you have I music. Have, I have audio. Oh, I didn't. I didn't this. actually record this. So we, uh, my girlfriend and I, made friends with um, some. Uh, sons and daughters of other Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those was the, the daughter of um, legendary Vikings uh, defensive end Chris Dolman. Oh, man. His daughter um, was hanging out with us, and so she, she took this video. So I need to give her credit, not that anyone cares, but um, she took this video. Uh, and, and so I guess the way this came about was uh, LT in the locker room before every game would listen to this particular artist on his headphones to fire him up and get ready to play. Okay, so this is, it's a, so did this person come out of retirement for this? No, I think he's still active. Okay. He's still active, but uh, I had never obviously seen I'm going to know this right away. I don't know if you're going to know it right away, but this, I, I mean, there were plenty of things that, that uh, you know, it was him and a hype man and a DJ. Sweet. That's and, all you. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, I haven't been to very many hip hip hop shows in my day, obviously. Really? Um, but thoroughly enjoyed it. Let, let's play a little bit of of what went down this past Saturday night at LT's party. Sweet. Give it up for the king of the dirty south, Ti. T.I. 
I mean, everybody in the crowd knew every word to every song. I'm just trying to follow along. And so it's in a tent, uh-huh. and it's on a, a an elevated platform, and the subwoofers are making the entire floor vibrate. Yeah, uh, it sounds... Um, yeah. Okay, so if you want to fade this down, so at the... After this, there was, uh, you know, just some random uh, DJ tunes, and everybody kind of starts to disperse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a, a, a side tent off the main tent that is uh, kind of a cigar lounge. Okay. So we go in there, and there's a guy with, uh, you know, one of those fancy butane torches to light your cigar. Okay. And so my girlfriend and I are, uh, split a cigar, and I told her... You split a cigar? Yeah. Do you like them? I mean, we split it for like five minutes and then yeah. put it out. But it's a thing. It's, it, yeah. It's yeah. not my thing. It's not my thing. It's not my thing at all. I've... Uh, man, but people that love them love it. I know. And there were plenty of people that loved it. <laughs> um, but we were just, you know, we were kind of day tripping, enjoying it. And uh, and so over in the corner, there's LT with uh, a bunch of his cousins. Okay. And so, and she had already, my girlfriend had already made friends with LT. And, uh, you know, but I wasn't involved. Man, she's so good at that. I know. She just, she has a magnetic personality herself. And she just is able to disarm these yeah. people. You need to take some lessons. I know. I know. I'm just, uh, I'm... I come across as just desperate white guy, whereas yeah. she's pretty white girl, so there's an advantage. There, she's got a distinct advantage. Yeah. So I told her before we leave, I just I really want to, um, you know, have a chance to. I, I know it doesn't matter if I do or don't congratulate LT, but I just I said I, I know you've had plenty of time talking to him, but I just wanted to share a moment with him. I wanted to get my picture taken with with him before we left. Mm-hmm. And so um, she's like, okay. So we kind of wait for our opportunity. He's, I, I made the comment to him that it was like uh, a wedding, where it was at, at the wedding reception when everybody wants a piece of the bride and the groom. Everybody wants to come over and say something to him, and he's just so he's just trying to enjoy his drinks. This and, is towards the end end of the night. Yeah, this is towards okay. the end of the night, and so uh, we're, we're waiting for him to finish with somebody else. And we're standing right there next to the bar, and I, I'm not really paying attention. And I realize, oh, hey, Warren Moon, hey, how's it going? Just sta- standing right next to me, man. And uh, chatted with Warren Moon and his girlfriend for a while, and then finally, it's uh, it's time to to talk to LT and you know whipped his ass a little bit. Talked to uh, I don't know if you saw his speech, but his speech was amazing. No, I mean great, I didn't see any of them. Yeah, great speech. I mean it. Some may think it's a little preachy, but he just talked about how um, his great-great-grandfather was given the name Tomlinson by his owner. You know, his great-great-grandfather was a slave of Mm -hmm. a plantation owner named Tomlinson. And, you know, he's actually gone back and toured the the land that his great-great-grandfather worked when he was a slave. And uh, so he's just talking about, you know, kind of coming full circle and 
giving glory to the name, uh, you know, that uh, was given to his family, but now casting it in a new light. It, you know, it's just, you know, it's very powerful. And, you know, he's just talking about unity and, you know, not judging people and all that stuff. It right. Was, it was he's great. It was dude. a very, very, I mean, he's such a sweet guy and it's yeah. a very, very moving speech. And so I just wanted to tell him how, you know, how much it affected me, how much I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, we took a picture with him. And then so it's time for us to go. Mm-hmm. And I told you this last night, but I'll just reiterate it quickly. So we get in the bus. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they have just kind of a steady stream of, of uh, transportation to take you back to your hotel. And so the only people on the bus are uh, myself and my girlfriend and some douchey millennial guy and this really quiet black dude in the corner. And so... So wait, before that though, they just have the buses to take everyone to the separate hotels? Yeah, you just tell the driver which hotel you're at. Man, that is... Yeah. So no one had to drive? No, no one drove anywhere. That's nice. And so um, we end up talking to both of them and you know obviously i don't care anything about the millennial douche but i'm interested in this other guy because he's mm-hmm. he says uh yeah i'm one of um lt's cousins you know and we hadn't met him yet we met a number of his other cousins he, he's got a huge family that are uh, in waco mm-hmm. and so uh we t- we're talking to him and like what do you do and he says uh, well you know i'm a music producer and so immediately I- i'm thinking that you know he's just a yeah a spare guy who makes beats in his bedroom and uh you know hasn't ever really done anything you know so i'm not trying to be condescending but i'm just like oh okay well you know anything we we might know and he's like yeah i don't know maybe he's just kind of downplaying everything yeah and so we finally uh, and like i was saying last night the ones that downplay are the most famous right ones. the one the ones that uh aren't shouting their resume yeah. at the first opportunity. And so turns out um, he produced uh, Kanye's single Power, mm-hmm. like one of Kanye's biggest songs ever. That, For the people uh, that don't know, yeah, Spit Hey, what's one man with all that power? Doing stuff and all of that power. Shutting off my power with power. Yeah. So, you know, kind of kind of goes like that. And so, and he's done uh, just crazy stuff with all these people. And, and uh, we're like, holy crap. You know, what, what's your name? And uh, Symbolic One is his producer name. Dallas but, Dude. Yeah, he's Dallas dude, and then I looked him up on Facebook, and I, you know, we have like twelve friends in common. A bunch of like Deep Ellum people, and uh, musicians and stuff have worked with him, and so uh, it just it, it was a crazy small world experience, and it was emblematic to me of just the the humility and the the friendliness of everyone that we met the entire weekend. It was so so much fun. Well, I mean, how could you? Have an ego thing going when everyone in Canton for three days is all famous. Right. I mean, I I, I had to try every night to not cry myself to sleep about what a loser I am. Oh, Dave. It's not like that. You have a podcast. That's true. And and it's your turn on the podcast. To do what? To to play a song. Oh, yes. Yeah. What, uh, Emiliana Torini? So glad you said it. Because you didn't remember it? Well, I, I have a hard time... 
to, it's what how it how do you, Emiliani Emiliana Emiliana Torini. So this I found out about this from our friend Nolan. Okay. Who is in the group Nations with me? But we and the only reason why I'm saying that is this song came up from a friend of his, and we find ourselves checking mixes because of this song. Like we'll compare things that we're doing to this. Okay, and so th- this is this has established a, a a benchmark of it's of a thing that comes up song constantly. construction for you. And also, I don't know if you can tell things when you play things for Clara, your daughter, but Pace loves this. Your daughter loves this. She's loved this since she was. See, I don't I don't old. try and and play non kid pop music for my daughter. I well, just I've given up. It's just I think it's weird sometimes when they pick up on things and it's always, you know, the best song of a certain artist they can pick up on it. Okay. Because it's good. It's a hit. But it's from 2013, and when I say it's a hit, no one's ever heard of it. But it's a hit in your mind and Pacey's mind. Yes, and um, you'll—I think you'll get why I like it when you hear it. Okay, play it. Anyway, here it goes.
What do you think of that? You can see where I'm coming from. Yeah, I mean, it sounds exactly like Peter Hook on the bass. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Emiliana Torini. From Iceland. Speed of Dark. She's Icelandic? Icelandic. 2013, so it's not from, you know, forever ago. Right. But yeah. No, that's cool. I can't, uh, that is a guilty pleasure. I can't let that one go. Have you heard the rest of that album that it's from? Yeah. Um. Okay. Bits and pieces. You know, there's about two or three other good ones. I haven't spent a ton of time with it, but there's a reason why I keep going back to that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And, and I don't blame your daughter for... Oh, man, it is Pace's jam. Putting it on her list of favorites. Yeah, it is on her playlist. Um, What do we do now? Well, I think we've exhausted the Hall of Fame talk. Yeah, we're good with that. I mean, you and I, when we finish more of these beers later after we turn off the podcast, uh-huh. I'll tell you more stuff. Yeah. But for now, we've finished that. But um, we only have... What? Two more songs left. We have two more songs, and we've been talking a lot. Yeah, so, so maybe... this this actually might end up being longer than what we intend the average episode to be. Yeah, it's normally not going to be two hours. or No, I think 90 minutes is like the uh, the upper echelon of people's attention span. Although pod- podcast people it. are weird. Uh, like yeah. they, they just listen to nonsense. Mm-hmm. So, we're, so maybe, we're maybe this rambling and... Uh, obtuse music is is just what you need to get you through your commute or uh, your workout or yeah, your meditation. Nice Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Don't walk. Don't. Uh, so next is my turn, and it's it's my lastin, and I wanted to play. Th- I mean, this came out several months ago. Uh, I guess the beginning of May, mm-hmm. but I know that it's not something that you have probably listened to because you hate music and you don't listen to mm-hmm. any current music. Well, wow, there's so much of it. Um, but I wanted to play one of the new um, LCD Sound System songs. They released kind of like a double A side back at the beginning of May and their uh, new studio album. American Dream is coming out on the 1st of September. So did he explain anything? Did you read anything about this? What do you they, mean explain? Well, big oh, DVD, the, ap- the whole thing After the thing big fair, about, the Madison I, Square Garden farewell show. Yeah, we're leaving forever. I'm never doing this again. Yeah. And then, so what's the deal? Well, I did, yeah, he did post, because um, they've done a, a couple of residencies in New York. Like uh, at, I think at the Metro and then, or or sorry, at Terminal 5 and then at some place, uh, Brooklyn Steel in, in Brooklyn. I guess that's kind of a new place. I don't know. But they've done a couple of, uh, you know, residencies where they've played like five nights in a row and then they've been doing kind of the festival circuit kind of leading up to the new record coming out this fall. And he had a very kind of confessional post uh, James Murphy, we're speaking of the the main mm-hmm. the main guy from LCD, and you know basically he was like, look, we when we said we were going away, we really thought we were, and um, you know when he it, says we, it's 
It's mostly him, yeah. but it's everyone. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, you know, if anyone is upset with us for coming back, like, you know, that you um, spent money uh, on, you know, a trip to come see us and then, uh, you know, you feel like you wasted that money or you were duped or that, you know, this particular era of music means so much to you and you don't want to see us do anything else that would soil our legacy. Um, whatever. He was like, I, I totally get that. And he's like, I'm not trying to piss anybody off. But after, you know, about five years of being apart, he was like, a, you know, a bunch of us from the band got back together and started messing around and started playing stuff and real kind of reinvigorated their joy of playing together mm -hmm. and you know they they realized that they weren't as burnt out on everything as they thought they were and so they started writing new stuff and they started talking about um recording it and realizing that it would be kind of a pr nightmare because they made such a big deal about going away but then at the end of the day they were like fuck it we can do what we want i don't think anyone believed it anyway that they were going away forever yeah, i mean you know how many bands do that it's like you know yeah i it i think they 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 couched it poorly they could have just said we're going on an indefinite hiatus right that you know these are our farewell shows for now maybe we'll be back maybe we won't that i think they could have made it a little less uh dramatic and definitive yeah, but I get but it. you know for me i'm i'm glad they're back because they're one of the few um you know uh present day acts that I really look forward to seeing and hearing and I'm very encouraged by what uh, I heard from uh, the first two tracks off the album uh, it was like I said it was double a side call the police and American dream that um, title track from the full album and, and this one is what, what are we listening to? we're gonna listen to American dream okay um, you know he said that uh, you know especially call the police is uh, very reminiscent of um, you know some of their more anthemic dancier numbers mm -hmm. uh, he said that the the album as a whole is a little bit darker and you know not quite as um, you know party soundtrack as uh, maybe the the first single indicates but American dream the the B-side or double A-side of Call the Police is kind of, to me, emblematic of, of all that, that LCD sound system is. Just the um, the kind of self-effacing uh, humor, mm -hmm. the nostalgia for the past, the fear of growing old, and uh, kind of the longing for human connection all that stuff and then really cool synth sounds. So, uh let's let's listen and I want to see what you the listener and you Toby think, but uh let's listen to American Dream.
Man, that's good. Do you remember the um the Coachella jam? Coachella jam. Didn't we see them at Coachella? Yeah. Do you remember what the problem was? No. The worst set list known to any band that's ever existed. I You don't remember? I don't remember that. They heavy loaded the front with all the hits that everyone knew and then the end just played a bunch of stuff no one knew. And so it was like really exciting <laughs> the first five songs and then everyone went, what's going on? You don't remember that? No. It was a... It's it a was blur. A, it was a lost weekend. It's a blur. It's a good time though. When was that? Um... 07? Oh man. So was it 07? They, I have no idea. But they've been around a while I guess. Let me look on the Giga. Hold on. I remember he loved the the uh, cowbell. Yeah. Like he just walked around and banged on the cowbell the whole time. Jesus and Mary Chain one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the lineup. Hang on a second, bro. We were there with Manny. It was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Or it is his birthday. Yeah, 2007. Uh, that was the year of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine, oh, Bjork, God. Arcade Fire, no, LCD no, no, Sound no. System. Did we see Rage Against the Machine? Jarvis Cocker, Jesus and Mary Chain. Yes. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys. Did you already say that? No. Mm. But yes, I didn't. I did. Uh, was it? Was it 05 that I went with? No. I don't know. There, I, you I, know there's no way we're going to the, Yeah, it. there's no way. It, so much of my life is lost to my poor memory and, mm-hmm. and substance abuse. Oh, man. Are we going to? Let's not get into it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so 2007 was you, me, and Manny. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Manny. In a... Uh, even though this will come out, when does this come out? I don't know. I don't know when it'll actually be posted. But it is actually today. Today is Manny's birthday. He's a B team member. Happy what? Forty sixth. At least I don't know. He's ten years uh, older we're, than we're me. All, I know that. We're all so getting old. So whatever, ten plus me. So. I do have tickets for LCD this fall. Where are they they're, playing? They're playing the the, the Bomb Factory. Huh. Which will be fun. That's a great place. Have you been to it since it reopened? I don't think so. So good. I saw Cocktoo Twins for a four-calendar cafe there. At the old Bomb Factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what's different? They totally redid it. It's like a million times nicer. Jeez. Times change. How did they make it Time change, like, bro. What do you mean it's not? Like, there's not seats. Well, there's a, they added a second level with like um, seats and suites. Oh. And they blew out the roof and they built a brand new stage and it's got... Cra- Are you in crazy a suite? lights and stuff? No. Because you know Roger Staubach <laughs> and Tony Dorsett. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to uh, drop those names at the box office <laughs> when I walk in. Oh, excuse me, sir. Here's your suite. Yeah. All right. So at least I'm 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 three for three. I think that everything that you that I've played for you, you I would have said you have had a positive reaction. The shakiest ground would have been the LCD song, even though I I like them. But still, every now and then I'm kind of weird with them. But that was a good one. That's a good one. Because they are hit or miss sometimes to me. 
Yeah, I understand that. And, and you know, I think a lot of people are rubbed the wrong way by him. Yeah, but he's okay. I get it. I mean, I get the whole what happened before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so should we jump into another tune and just so we're, you know, so people don't think that we just are going to ramble on this the whole time? Yeah, let's play your last tune and then uh, we'll... I don't know what we'll do for the last segment. We'll figure something out. I mean, are we playing the last tune and then that's it? Or no, we no. should talk a bit at the no, end. No, I think we should talk a bit at the end and then I have an idea for the end. Alright, I want to hear what you think anyway. This is a this is from like nineteen eighty one. So we're going in the Wayback Machine. Yeah, I tell you, I, I didn't listen to this back then. This is do you watch the show Master of None? Uh yeah, with uh, Aziz and Sorry. No, I have not seen it. It's good. And so this was on this is an episode? The start of the second season, he is in Italy. Okay. The, and I forget why. But um, when we were watching it, the whole time I'm just sitting there going, Man, there's got to be a soundtrack to this. It's, it's just good music the whole time. And he's got good taste in tunes, which you can tell through the series or whatever. But um, so I looked it up, and then I bought the soundtrack for the show, and it's really good. This is Italian disco music from 1982, and I'm saving another song for another podcast because the video that goes with it is outrageous. But this one, they just they don't have a video for it. It's called The Rainbow Team, is the name of the band. Never heard of them. And the song is called Bite the Apple. Never. No. <laughs> Doesn't ring any bell? No. Okay. Well, here It's another guilty pleasure. Love it. You'll dig it.
How did Rainbow Team not blow up? I don't, man. Right, it's good, right? Like, you, you know can what? See, just like I love any disco tune with strings in it. Yeah, and that ding 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 that single right. string guitar thing is so good. It reminded me of that. Uh, fly, Robin, fly, boop, 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 right up to the sky. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what is with a little bit of chic in there? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was so good. Um, but yeah, you can see how that's a... Man, like right away when I heard that, I was like, this is it, great. It just makes you happy. I want to rent an old convertible. And or or go to an all-skate. Yeah, skate backwards. Skate backwards. Skate backwards. Did you ever own your own skates? No, did you? Wait, you? but you were a hockey person. No, no, I'm talking roller skates. That's what I mean, though, but you owned your... No. Like, what did y'all, what did you do in the summer? Well, I didn't play hockey when I was a kid. Oh, okay. I had ice skates when I was a kid when we lived in New York, but I didn't play hockey. Okay. But um, when we moved to Texas. Then you got your roller skates. Uh, it was on my birthday list one year because <laughs> all, all my friends had their birthdays at Eula Skateland. Yeah. We had, the, we had the rainbow roller rink. Yeah. So that was the place... To have your birthday party and to get the the suicide mm-hmm. uh, soft drink in the concession stand and to uh, you know go out there and speed skate and show how much you got, show yeah. the older kids how fast you were. Sure. And so I was very excited to graduate from rental skates to my very own skates. Man, what color? Uh, well, that's the thing. My mom got them for me from Sears. Maybe out of the Sears catalog. I'm not even sure. And they were white. Oh, man, so good. And so, uh, you know, I really didn't think anything of it. I was just like, okay, all right, they're white skates, but that's cool. Maybe I'll look fast. And so I put them on, mm-hmm. and I went to Eula Skateland. Was this with, uh, like, some Lee jeans? Like, what, I probably was wearing, uh, like, because we were Sears shoppers. They were probably tough skins. Sweet. And so I, I lace them up and I'm really excited for the first speed skate because mm-hmm. I really wanted to just put them through their paces, see how much they got, right? Yeah. And so I get out there and uh, you know I'm doing the step over on the turns. I'm trying to go super fast. Man, and I can totally picture all I that. know. And then this older kid, um, <laughs> this older kid... Skates up next to me. Do you remember his name? No, I had no. I mean, I have. I had never seen him before. I've never seen him since. He just flew into my life in this one split second that I still remember to this day. Uh huh. And he looks at me and he looks down at my skates and as he blazes past me, he's like, "Those are girl skates." (laughs) And you never wore them again. No, I skated right off and took them off and never wore them again. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do it. Man, the bully at the skating rink. <laughs> did um, so is was this just a Huntsville thing, or did um, did you have a a siren at the roller rink? Like the the, the red, overhead, yeah, like the overhead. When did they? What song did they play when they turned that on? Oh, I don't remember. I mean, I know in the middle they had the disco ball and they had the the siren light in Huntsville for sure. The only time that light came on was when they played Firehouse by Kiss. 
Firehouse by Kiss. Wasn't what is... that a Kiss song? At the Firehouse. I don't know that song. That's a Kiss song, isn't it? It's a deep cut. I have, no, I, I have no idea what that is. But all we knew, if they played Firehouse, the cool thing about it was is they turned the siren on in the roller rink. <laughs> so sad. I know, it's sad. But I remember, that's what I remember about um, Rainbow Roller Rink. You know what? What do you want to do? How should we end this? We haven't. I think we should. We, uh, a... we should have a reprise of our opening song. So okay, I, we're I gonna guess, do that. But yeah. So I think. I don't know. We don't have like a, a fancy theme song or open. So we decided that we would just have a, a a karaoke song. We're gonna make one though. Eventually, maybe. I think we should. I don't know. But I thought maybe at the end of the show we could just kind of uh, reprise. New Order Regret and Regret. just and just kind of have a sing out. I think it went well though. Do you think? I've enjoyed this. Are we gonna go back and listen to this, or are we just going to pack it up and send it off to Mike Saroy and never it, never speak of it again? There'll be a few things that I'll probably need to do. Yeah, if you made it this far, we appreciate you listening, and we hope to do better in the future. And if you have suggestions on how to make it better. Um, go ahead and send those to Mike Saroy. Yes. Or call in. Yeah, call in to 787-1310. You have been listening to High Tea with Old Waver. Yes. I would like a place I could call my home. Have a conversation on the telephone. Wake up every day, I would be a star. talked over it it was a good ending until you talked over it. i know but that's how the that's called the hippie ending we'll see you next time good night